already do not make these fat loss mistakes. Okay. So just because a certain fat loss diet or way or method of any kind worked for someone else does not mean it's going to work for you. That is the very first thing I wanted to talk about. Your friend Sarah might have been like, might have lost a lunch bottle or lost a lot of weight using this pink drink, for example. But she might have gained that. You don't know the after effect. She might have gained it back actually like two months later down the road, right? So, or like intermittent fasting might have worked for your best friend, Karen. Karen, intermittent fasting worked for her because her work for her schedule, whatever. Just because it worked for someone else, do not think it's going to work for you. It's very important to understand that. Everyone is different. Everyone has different lifestyles and everyone has different things that they can adhere to consistently to see results. Okay. So let's go over a couple of things. So intermittent fasting first, I want to talk about it. Okay. You've probably heard about it. Um, all intermittent fasting does, it makes it easier for you to stay in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Okay. Calorie deficit is or, um, the only way to lose body fat. We should know that by now. So just eating less calories than you burn. Right. Um, so with intermittent fasting, the pros are, is like you eat less calories in a day because you only have a certain window to eat, right? So it makes it easier to eat less calories. But if you're hungry outside of that window, you can't eat. So that's one of the cons, obviously, right? If you want to eat when you're hungry, I would not recommend intermittent fasting. And it's not something you can do forever unless you're really good at just sticking to that specific window, okay? If you, if you really like only eating in a window and not eating when you're hungry, go for it, right? Your body will adjust to it. But personally, I uh, don't recommend it for a lot of people. And it does work for some people, like I said, long-term. But um, I prefer my clients and people that I coach eat when they're hungry, right? Next thing, uh, keto. I'm just going to briefly touch on it. Don't make this mistake of going keto unless you really, really en enjoy never eating carbs again. Personally, I love carbs. That would be never something I would ever try, honestly. But if you've tried it, you probably realize it's very hard to sustain. It only works for a very small percentage of people. You can't go eat out very. It makes it a lot harder. It's just hard all around. Just wouldn't recommend it for a lot of people. Okay. Uh, fat loss can happen when your weight's staying the same. Next tip here. So the mistake people make is that they freak out when their weight's staying the same and nothing's happening. Okay. This is okay if you're on a proper strength training program. If you are getting stronger, you're tracking your weights and you're getting significantly stronger week by week and your weight's staying exactly the same, you are losing body fat, guaranteed. Okay, you're losing body fat. So that's a good thing. That's a good sign. Okay, so don't freak out. That's that's a positive. That's You're heading in the right direction. Your inches are probably changing your measurements. Um, if you're continually, continually progressing very fast and you're a beginner, like in your first year of training six months, that's awesome. Your weight can stay the same and you're going to see a bunch of changes. There's nothing wrong with that. If you have a lot of body fat, you probably want to see the scale start slowly moving down, but um, it can totally stay the exact same and you'd be good to go. Okay. So uh, next thing we want to talk about is not waiting long enough for the big drop of weight. Okay. Sometimes people get frustrated, but when a week happens, your weight doesn't go down. Maybe it goes up or two weeks go by, nothing happens. It goes up, right? We freak out, right? There's nothing what's not going in the right direction. What am I doing wrong? Three weeks go by even sometimes, and it doesn't go down. And then a lot of people will quit what they're doing. They'll, they'll, they'll cheat on their diet, whatever. They'll go kind of haywire. They'll do whatever. 
And by the third week, and sometimes it actually takes three weeks and you'll have a huge drop in weight. Okay. That's a little bit on the longer end, but that's when you'll see like a three, four pound drop in like a couple days. You'd be like, Oh, I am doing the right things. So a lot of times you have to be very careful that sometimes like weight loss just stalls for a couple of three weeks. And that could be for many multitudes of fact or factors. Um, if it's your time of the month, it's just like delaying it. If you're drinking a lot of like, or eating a lot of salty foods, whatever, there could be a bunch of reasons why the body is just holding on to the weight and it could just be water, right? So you have to wait long enough that three weeks, if you've plateaued for three weeks and you haven't seen it move, then you can change something. Something has to go on. So that's a mistake I see all the time. Every person I coach freaks out because it goes a week goes by or even sometimes two weeks, um, sometimes three weeks, and they're not patient enough to see this drop. And you don't have to change anything. You just got to sometimes stay patient. Okay. Next mistake I see is dieting too long. Okay. You should not be trying to lose body fat year long. It's a terrible idea, right? If you're getting value from this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could rate this podcast and leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds and it'll help spread no BS fitness advice. And it may help someone have a breakthrough in their fitness journey. Your metabolism does slow down. It will not literally like your movements will slow down because um, your body wants to fight back if you're trying to lose weight for a very long period of time. And that will call you to like to reverse diet or get out of the deficit because it becomes too hard for your body. It's too stressful. Maybe you have a stressful life as well. Um, and you can't just try to be losing body fat the whole year round and let you can, if you have a lot of body fat, it's a lot easier to continually lose body fat for like a year or two, right? If you're like 300 pounds, you can continually lose weight and you probably won't have adhere like or bad like side effects of trying to lose weight. Okay. Um, but for the majority of people, I usually just try and stick to the, the fat loss phases, like six, six months max. Typically you kind of want to get in, get out kind of thing. So you're trying to lose fat for like six months and then you kind of go to maintenance or you try and actually put on muscle, which is even better. And then you can go back into a fat loss phase, right? I'll try and make that as simple as possible. Maybe another video, uh, podcast, sorry. So regards to, um, focusing too much on the protein. This is a big mistake. We focus all of our attention, on the proteins, like everyone's like protein, 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 protein. Um, and then sometimes we even overdo it on the protein. A lot of research lately actually has not been like, you don't have to have a crazy amount, like 0.7 to one gram per pound of your goal body weight, your goal body weight. So say you're like 180 pounds and your goal weight's 150. You can have like 150 grams of protein. You don't have to have like on the higher end 180. Um, I do sometimes recommend people going up to that higher end, but like, you'll probably be totally fine getting like 150 grams if you're like 180 pounds. Right. But a lot of times people focus too much on the protein and not enough on the fiber. Okay. The fiber is huge as well. I see it all the time. Everyone that comes to me, they're eating probably like 11, 10 grams of fiber. And we have to make sure that is up to like 20, 25 grams, depending on your like body weight of fiber. And a lot of people I've rarely ever seen actually someone consistently come in eating that and fiber helps you feel full as well. Right. And usually typically those are high volume foods. So they take up a lot of space. So you want to make sure that you're getting that 20 to 25 grams. I would argue sometimes it's more important than, than getting like missing 30 grams of protein, um, for, uh, being satiated. Right. So fiber is very important that we just don't put enough emphasis on. Um, okay. Next thing, setting expectations. Everyone, when they go into like a fat loss goal or weight loss journey, we set expectations that we're going to lose like one to two pounds every single week. 
and we're going to be down at this certain weight at a certain time. You do not take into account that weeks that you're not going to be able to like focus so much on your nutrition, like you're traveling, whatever, it's going to be a little bit harder, right? So always set realistic goals and make it actually like a realistic goal. So making sure like if you're going to want to lose like 10 pounds in 10 weeks, say like, okay, I'm going to lose eight pounds in 10 weeks because there's going to be a week I'm not going to be that good, right? Setting realistic expectations is very important. Okay. Sorry. I was like yawning there, but so learning the scale and not freaking out is very important that you'll see the trend here, learning what influences it. Um, if you ate a lot of sodium, like you'll freak out. I see this all the time. It's very hard for women to understand like what influences the scale. And that's why I make sure everyone weighs themselves daily. No matter what you ate, no matter what you did, you're weighing on the scale. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, but it's important that you realize what influences it. Okay. It doesn't have to be like you, you're a slave to the scale. I really try and preach like you, it's very important to learn what influences it and what's actually happening. It is good data to have the scale because you can tell if you're losing weight, maintaining, right. It's just still a good data point to have. It's not like you should just not weigh yourself. I get it. You're scared of the scale. Some people, but at the same time, it's one of the best ways to, to measure progress as well. Okay. So you have to learn to get over that fear and there's different ways of doing that, but I'm not going to talk a lot about it in this podcast. Um, then we're going to move into eating less and not looking at the step count as well. So a lot of people will, I will see they'll just try and eat less, less and less, and they won't bump up their activity. Not saying you have to be walking around all day long, but if you're only getting 3000, thousand steps a day, you're going to make it very, very hard to lose weight. Okay. You're very, very hard. Step goals are so important. I, I see this for people that are, have desk jobs or sitting jobs. They're not getting enough steps. I start people off at like seven, 8,000. Okay? Then I don't have to put their calories really low. Seven, 8,000 steps. And then we slowly bump it up from there as they progress. Okay. As they get used to walking that much. You're, you do get used to walking more. Hey, okay? it's not that hard to get 7,000, 8,000 steps a day. I promise you that. You just a couple of walks, 10 minutes here and there, split it up. You can do it all in one go if you want. But if you're not hitting that, it's going to make it a lot harder, right? Next mistake I see with a fat loss phase, not allowing cheat days. I believe in cheat days a lot because personally, I'll tell you what I do. So I'm really good at like staying on track throughout the week. And then I will allow a cheat day when I'm in a fat loss phase and I'm trying to lose body fat. I'll allow a cheat day on like a Saturday or Sunday for some ice cream. That's something I really enjoy. It keeps me on track. It keeps me satisfied. And then I can go back during the week and just crush it. Right. That's something that I do. That's it's not, I'm not saying that will work for you, but I think it just like gives your cravings a little bit. Like you get to hit your cravings. You get to have that meal. I don't think there's anything wrong with rewarding yourself for having a meal, like a cheat day. Um, it doesn't have to be a cheat day meal typically, um, that you really enjoy your favorite foods. Just so you can feel a little satisfied. You're not depriving yourself for the whole fat loss phase. That's when things go wrong. Cause then you're going to have a little binge, right? Eventually you can't hold on, hold out forever. Right. So allowing a cheat day, I know people get, I, I hate the word cheat day. I think it's a very useful tool to have in your fat loss routine personally. Uh, but that's just, that's just something I do. And I definitely, uh, coach it. So, um, yeah, guys, hopefully that helped. If, uh, those tips, uh, anything you took away from that, hopefully that was uh, valuable to you and I will catch you guys later. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Hopefully you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how I can help you either lose body fat 
or tone up, DM me, new me on Instagram at jesse.kretko for more information and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help with your fitness journey.